Coming from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Sheila Delson joining us here today, the virtualorganizer.com. That's her website. This is her career. It is amazing how she's helping people all over the world here as an organization professional, and she's here to let you know she can help you. Welcome back. How are you? I'm doing great, Jill. Thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I know you're based out of uh, Florida, so you're probably better because you always have better weather than we do in New York, right? You are uh, where specifically? You're in uh, Hutchinson Island, yeah, correct? Definitely right now. I'm on Hutchinson Island, the barrier island on the east coast of Florida. Oh, Beautiful here. Oh, my goodness. Beautiful. We're excited to have you here as a certified professional organizer, also with certificates in chronic disorganization, ADHD, and hoarding. You're also a co-founder of the Institute for Challenging Disorganization, which is ICD, and you are recognized as the developer of the concept of virtual organizing. So we are excited to have you here today and I want to point listeners uh, over to your website, thevirtualorganizer.com. And what did you have in mind for us today? Well, the last, uh, our last two shows, we just a little introduction to virtual organizing, and our last show, we talked about chronic disorganization and what, what exactly is chronic disorganization. But today, however, I thought it would be helpful and interesting to speak about some brain science and how it relates to virtual organizing, or actually how the method of virtual organizing actually is brain science. Please, I'm, I'm interested. Go for it. Let's, let's break it down. Well, well, sure. So just a little bit of uh, a review. Last time we talked about chronic disorganization, and a lot of times, that's an umbrella term, by the way. It's not a diagnosis term. But it involves individuals who are always disorganized, and a lot of it has to do with neurobrain connections, of neurology involved. But also, here's the other thing that we're learning, especially in the professional organizing industry, has a lot to do with emotional connection. Now, either it's emotional connection to their stuff or things or items, but there's also a lot of times, and you know this yourself, emotional connections to memories. Um, They could be good memories or bad, but it's still memories, and they evolve of an emotional response. So what we are learning is that emotions actually are almost the first, the first place for how an individual organizes or is disorganized. So a lot of this has to do with brain science and neurology of it, as I had mentioned. But um, so if you don't mind, I'm just going to kind of jump in based on that little summary or pre-summary. Um, Absolutely. So uh, a lot, I know a lot of people are familiar maybe with uh, Daniel Amen's book about change your brain, change your life. He talks about the um, amygdala, the portion of the brain. Um, it's part of the limbic system, and it can memory and emotion. I know that everybody's heard the, the phrase fight or flight And then what psychologists are starting to realize, psychology experts are realizing there's a third word to that, fight or flight or freeze. And a lot of people who are disorganized or have disorganizational challenges, actually we find they are in what we call freeze mode. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to move forward. I'm stuck. The word stuck, certainly 
represents the word freeze, I would think. So what would cause that to happen? Uh, and, of course, emotions also bring on what the sense of confusion sometimes. So they're stuck. They're confused. They don't know where to go. Uh, you come up with a big, giant question mark in front of you, and that creates the sense of freeze, stuckness, being stuck. So what I've learned and discovered through the process of virtual organizing is because of the methods and the way virtual organizing is um, is portrayed and demonstrated through each one of our private sessions is that it actually lowers and lessens that fight or flight sensation of uh, and also that sense of anxiety that comes from being frightened or feeling anxious. Um, it sort of it actually minimizes that need for fight or flight. And I'll tell you how that actually works. If I'm an organizer and I come into your home, so Jill, just sort of put yourself in the scenario for a minute. If I'm brand new and I'm in your home, or even if I've worked with you for a while, when I show up at your home, what what kind of you think might be going through your head? What might you be thinking or feeling at that uh, well, time? I'm feeling it right now because I'm envisioning me in my home and envisioning you walking in and my embarrassment because the <laughs> Halloween decorations are everywhere downstairs getting better. The downstairs not too bad, but if you walk up my steps, it start the piles start on my steps. There's toys, there's books, there's batteries. I saw them this morning before I left. There's light bulbs. There's there's my son's communion <laughs> gifts from May still on the steps in envelopes in a box. Aww. Then you go up the steps. There's a pile of laundry to the left, to the right. There's books. Then into my bedroom, there's the piles of mail, Ooh. the piles all over the, oh gosh, the dressers. And then I have this one room that is just disastrous. So I, as anyone comes to my house, they see downstairs, <laughs> yeah. it looks decent, but I'm hiding everything upstairs. It's embarrassing. Yeah. And I would feel like, oh my gosh, this woman's going to think I'm such a slob. I'm embarrassed, but I'm not a slob, but I, but I kind of am like, I'm embarrassed and I'm, I'm nervous even just thinking about you walking in my house. So I'm sure this is what people feel. <laughs> so even just listening to you describe all of that, I can kind of hear your your voice kind of going up like you're feeling those emotions and that yeah. anxiety. And, and guess what? It, it's an emotional response. So you've got that emotional response. Now, flip that around for a minute, and you and I were going to be doing a virtual session find the project, and we'd only be working with within one hour each session. So let's just say I'm going to have a session with you, and um, we meet via Zoom, and instead I'm not walking in your house now. I am on a Zoom call with you. Tell me how you think all of that anxiety might be feeling for you when I first... I'm not walking in your door. I'm walking in on your Zoom. I honestly, I feel better about it, and even, and I'm still going to yeah. show you everything that's there. But I feel like you're not going to judge me as much. I don't know why. If there's a barrier with the computer or the fate of the phone, but yeah, I don't feel. Sure. Yeah, I feel less overwhelmed with you looking at my mess than you being here. It makes uh -huh. me wonder. It does. Why, yeah, I never thought about it, it, that psychologically. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, and definitely this all affects the psychological thing. But here's what happens, too. When, when you are in that sense of anxiety and the worry of, um, 
it, you mentioned it already, is she judging me? What is she thinking? She must think I'm the, I'm the worst, yep. quote, you used the word slob. Mm-hmm. So, so um, but when you work with somebody virtually, all of that is minimized. I'm not saying it completely goes away, but it's minimized. And here's what happens. When you are in a state of high anxiety, skill transfer, the opportunity for you to learn the process of what's going to happen, what's going to transpire in our work together, becomes very difficult for you to absorb. So it becomes almost like a a barrier. So again, fight, flight, or freeze. So sometimes the brain will go into this freeze mode. So being on site allows the opportunity for the organizer to move in your space, not just see it on a flat screen, right, a one-dimensional screen, but when I'm in there with you, a different thing is now three-dimensional, and also there's energy, right? Uh, We feed off of each other's energy, facial expressions, um, all the different things that we experience in three dimensions as opposed to just the one dimension. The thing is, you would be actually the person doing the work. You know, do it yourself, kind of an opportunity. But the wonderful thing about it is, you're not seeing and watching me touch and move your stuff. You're actually doing it yourself through direction, because you're probably feeling a little stuck, and usually the stuck goes, I don't even know where to start. That's usually the first thing I hear clients say is I have no idea where I would even start. So through a virtual organizer giving you direction, we find a place to start, and you're the one actually in the physical touching, moving. The benefits of doing that are twofold. First of all, your anxiety level is lower, so your opportunity to learn through the experience in a more positive, supportive manner raises your ability to start processing uh, the information, processing how you determine what objects belong where, you are able to do a deeper thinking. And, of course, uh, a lot of this is through guidance, through the virtual organizer working and talking with you. Can you see how that might be a little bit different in your own experience? Wow. Yeah, you got me thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, well, um, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, so, so you know, just if, just a little feedback of, of, I'm sure that you were kind of in your own mind's eye, just sort of imagining the difference of where you might start, you know, with maybe some items on the stairs and touching and moving them yourself. Yeah, well, that's it. I, I, th- to be honest, I always feel like I need to, this is, this is, tell me if this is normal. So the piles in the steps, the piles in the halls, the piles in my bedroom, the piles in my bathroom, and then forget about the, the, the big room that's full of stuff. Okay. But here's the deal. Every time I start to try to organize and clean, which I do, I make baby steps in my bathroom and I feel amazing and the bathroom looks mm-hmm. good. I never get a chance to get out of the bathroom and go to the bedroom, go to the hallway, go to the steps. So am I purposely going to the bathroom every time because I know it's easy and I've done it before and I can handle it? 
like why why yeah. don't I just say Jill no start with the steps I, I just don't do it it's like I'm scared am I I feel like I'm, I'm pushing it away to be honest with you why always choose the bathroom right 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 and there's the bathroom because it's familiar you've already done it and get this you've had success that's the positive part of the amygdala you've experienced success there so the sense of fight or flight doesn't even exist anymore because you know you can do it. I can handle this. And it becomes less emotional. In fact, even more so might be the idea that you are anticipating the sense of success. So doesn't, don't we all love to have that, um, that sense of success and that little uh, charge of uh, hormone that says to your brain, yay, this really feels good. Wow, so, it, it, 110%. Can I, can I, I can't even... Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yes. So here's the thing. So the, then the idea of doing anything, it sounds to me like the, the concern that, you, that you're, you're dealing with is a lot of zigzagging. Things on the steps, things in the hallway, all different categories maybe of different items, and each one has an emotional attachment and also relating specifically to how those items are used. You mentioned something about your son's uh, communion, something about cards. Yep. I think I heard you yep. say. Still there, yep. Well, so the, yeah, because that's an event, right? And that event has an emotional attachment to it. So what, what I would recommend is breaking down just that one category, just that one little piece at a time is what those items are, and where would it be most likely for you to save them, use them, and store them? So that's the first, I think, the first place to go. And once you can determine that, immediately that, can, that fright or sense of um, out of control or self-doubt starts to come down. It starts to minimize. So you're just starting to open, sort of like cracking the door, open a little bit, that you can start thinking a little bit deeper. So my recommendation is always not the overwhelm of it all, which does create a sense of overwhelm, fight, flight, or freeze, but just taking one step at a time. Find one item, one little opportunity, and start working on just one thing at a time. And that will start to create the sense of success. It's reward. And our brains love reward. So does that sort of sound like something that might be a good place for you to start? Maybe I can challenge you the next time we talk. Yes. Um, you can tell me how you get out. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. This is this is this is good stuff. This is you're relating. I could only imagine who else you're relating to, but I, I, ironically, you're relating to me too, which you know doesn't. I don't really c- connect with all of my <laughs> clients, right? All, yeah. all of my podcast yeah. shows. It's like I don't have in common. Sometimes you know, guys, someone's talking about auto body business. You yeah. organizing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really in this process. I'm in. I needed this service. So th- thank you so. So much yeah. for resonating with me and i'm sure you're resonating with many others yeah. uh well, just sure. quickly we got to remind everyone how we can reach out to you we're going to take a super quick break for you and uh, when we return we'll continue the discussion about the brain and wow i, I just can't believe that you're right I, that normalcy of i could do the bathroom i've done it before i've con- i know how to do it that's why i'm so familiar i keep going back i gotta break that right. chain right. okay i gotta break that okay <laughs>
Okay, <laughs> remind us of the website. Perfect. How can we reach you? Sure, it's thevirtualorganizer.com and 914-475-0706. Perfect, we'll be back in just a quick minute. Hold on. The best way to describe Mickey D's crispy chicken sandwich is crispy, juicy, tender. And yes, it's all one word. Crispy, juicy, tender is like fire-lit smacking, trap bass crunk, child tea, ooh-wee, and then some. Everything you could want in a chicken sandwich. McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich. It gets even better. Try a new crispy chicken sandwich paired with medium fries and a medium Sprite for only $6. Only at McDonald's. Price and participation may vary. Promotion pricing may be lower than meal pricing. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Has life seemed to have lost its vibrancy? Do you need help sorting through some of the things going on in your life and in your mind and in your heart? Well, I got good news. You are not alone and I am here to help. I am Alice Ward, licensed professional counselor, supervisor, owner and private practitioner of Transformation Begins Within. Let me help you learn some strategic steps and therapeutic tools to help you on your journey to wellness. You can reach me at transformingmindsets.com. Be mindful, be well, be free. Therapy is my love language. from the business capital of the world. This is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back. We are joined here by our virtual organizer and friend discussing the benefits and, uh, of course, why we could all use some mental relief and the brain connection to disorganization. And we're joined here live by Sheila Delson once again, uh, just to let you know the website's thevirtualorganizer.com. Hello, hello. What else do you have for us? Hi. So um, just sort of picking up a little bit and going back to the area about why does, what is brain science, how that relates to uh, virtual organizing. And I think I mentioned to you before that one of the benefits of virtual organizing is the idea of minimizing and lessening that anxiety piece, uh, fearful piece about anything regarding organizing and having to do with judgment and shame and blame and a lot of guilt and all those negative emotional pieces. Keep organizing actually lessens or almost completely eliminates all of those concerns and fears. So the area of the brain involved um, in this fight or flight area is called the amygdala. It's a, per- a particular region of the brain um, that is associated with emotional processes and also memory, by the way. So I do say a lot that uh, virtual organizing has a higher capability of what I call skill transfer. So in other words, after we work together, um, it's not just about moving the stuff around. It's learning the processes, the thinking, the reasoning, the rationale, which also, by the way, if you'll notice, are words that are unemotional. Um, but they could an opportunity for learning and more rational experience in the organizing process. So that's part of the amygdala when it's it, that, that learning process, that memory, that skill transfer. So uh, the amygdala is located in the temporal lobe of the brain, just in front of the hippocampus. And um, it, originally it was thought that the amygdala was considered to 
be involved mostly in the in the fear and emotions related to any kind of unpleasant or negative stimuli. But what they're finding now, and this is where the positivity of virtual organizing coming comes in, it is now understood um, that it also involves positive emotions that are it first stimulates or stimulated by reward. And if I just could go back and tell you when you were talking about doing the bathroom, you get that reward all the time. Success. Success is a sense of reward. So what's happening with when we work with virtual organizing is the greater sense of reward and um, self-efficacy, for example, um, if I were to be working with you on uh, a particular area, again, just if we wanted to go back and refer to your son's com- communion items and his cards and, and so forth, if I were to work with you in a session and you were actually doing the hands-on work, I'm not physically with you, but you are doing a lot of listening. And listening sort of uh, without a lot of visual stimuli going around, on around you or worry or concern, it's easier for you to start listening closely to the direction. We talk together uh, to collaborate about how this, these items affect you, what you hope to do with them in the future, where you, would you like to have frequent access with them, or is it something that you can put in an archive for later down the years? What would be the reason and the purpose for keeping them and therefore where they should be stored next. So once we do the collaboration, then you will actually physically do the change. Now, maybe you want to put them in a pretty box. Maybe they need to go in a certain kind of an airtight container. Um, Whatever that might be, you will actually be doing it. So you're doing the work yourself, that uh, muscle-brain connection of movement, um, doing it yourself means that the higher rate of uh, learning and memory, especially the memory and the learning experience, because you won't be having all of this high, high emotional amygdala fight or flight response. So you'll be able to be calmer, more uh, reassured, and also more confident about why you're making this move, what the changes, how the change is happening and how positive the experience is for you. That makes sense? Yeah, it does. Wow. Thank you so much. All right, we've got three minutes left of the show. Would you mind sharing? Um, you know, of course, we've got to finish up and get sure. your best form of contact. Thank you. Absolutely. So it is thevirtualorganizer.com, and I can be reached at area code 914 475 0706 and I'm happy to uh, speak to anybody about your challenges and um, answer some questions if you ever need to call feel free to call and ask all right so how do you want to leave off for today's show we still got two minutes left uh, what did you want to add <laughs> oh. oh okay so um, I, I think I'd like to offer a challenge to any of the listeners who are listening and maybe Take, find an item and procrastinating with, putting off. It has that emotional charge we just talked about. And uh, actually take, take the item 
and hold it and answer some questions. What am I keeping it for? What is its purpose? What is its effect on me? What am I hoping for it to do for me in the future? And because of those answers, whatever the results are from those answers, well, you will then decide where this item is going to be kept or stored. To have a home and a place, but the placement needs to be deliberate, purposeful, functional, not just um, not just tossed to the side and ignored or procrastinated again. And, and Jill, I kind of think that's maybe what's going on also with a lot of those items because the sense of... Um, it, I don't. I can't do it now. It's not important enough to do now. I'll get to it later. Those are all just chatter in our heads. So I think for the challenge for everybody who's listening today is to find that item that you've been procrastinating about. Not a big. Not a, don't make it a big, big project. But something so that you can start getting a sense of success and um, feeling a little bit better and that sense of self-efficacy. That would be my challenge for this week. All right. Well, thank you so much. Always a pleasure having you here and looking forward to the next time we get to connect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, too, Jill. And next time we're going to talk about virtual organizing and those who are challenged with with, uh, chronic disorganization. All right. I'm here. (laughs) One of those. Thank you so much. (laughs) Have a fantastic day. To all of our listeners, please stay tuned. Thank you, Jill. Thank you. More of the show is on the way. Don't go anywhere. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your fly. Socks go in first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council.